which we have plenty of time, which is great. We're going to talk about uh, right thinking uh, regarding finances. Right thinking regarding finances. So if you could turn with me to 2 Corinthians 8. 2 Corinthians 8, and we're going to start in verse 9 uh, in just just a minute here. Dr. Summerall, he said this. He said, every revival funds itself. Are y'all with me this morning? Hallelujah. (laughs) Every revival funds itself. And so that means that there is a a divine supply for that particular revival. And we want to be a part of that flow. (laughs) We don't want to just sit back and expect someone else to fund it. We want to fund it in a way that we've never been able to fund it before. Amen. We want to be a part of the funding of it. Hallelujah. And so the way we think about finances will will determine how God can increase us. Hallelujah. So 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For you know the grace. So what is this grace? (laughs) We need to know it. We need to recognize it. And we need to make it personal to us. Hallelujah. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he was rich, he was rich, Rich doesn't offend God. It represents him. (laughs) Hallelujah. It might offend other people, but (laughs) we're we're not trying to represent other people at all. Hallelujah. We want to represent God. We want to represent God. So he was rich. He was rich. Rich suits him. Rich fits him. (laughs) Therefore, rich suits me. (laughs) Rich fits me. Hallelujah. Believe me, when I go shopping, it suits me. (laughs) It fits me. Hallelujah. If I want something just to enjoy, hallelujah, it suits me. Hallelujah. Uh, A lack mentality, a limited mentality, only will reach for what strictly it needs. The word says that God has given us richly all things, all things to enjoy. And God wants you to reach for what you enjoy. If you would enjoy a new home, if you would enjoy a new car, if you would enjoy a new boat, God will meet you. Hallelujah. God wants us to richly enjoy all things. Not barely. Richly enjoy. God's not a barely God. (laughs) He doesn't think barely. He thinks richly. Richly, 
<laughs> go when you go to bed at night, instead of thinking about your bills and your financial situation, think, he was rich. He was rich. He was rich. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, your sakes, he became poor that you, through his poverty, might be rich. For your sakes, he became poor. He had never been poor. Never been poor. Never been poor. Why? Uh, so you could become what you've never been. Rich doesn't mean a measurement amount of money. <clears throat> Rich means an abundant supply, a full supply, an overflowing supply. And riches for other things too, um, like having uh, an, an abundant amount of peace and an, an abundant amount of wisdom an abundant amount of joy, <clears throat> an abundant amount of health, an abundant amount of favor, an abundant amount of soundness of mind. Hallelujah. But here it is specifically talking about finances, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Poor have passed away. All things have been made new. Hallelujah. Let poor pass away in your thinking. Let poor pass away in your thinking. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. He took your place in not enough. He took your place in lack. When did Jesus become poor? Not here on his earthly ministry. He became poor the same place where he became sin, the same place where he became sickness, and that is the company that poor belongs in. Sin company, sick company, poor company. <laughs> At Calvary, he became what he was not. He became, he became sin. Jesus was made poor that I might be rich. Poverty was laid on him. At Calvary. <laughs> he made me free. He made me free at the new birth, at the new birth from not enough, from barely making ends meet. <laughs> he made me free from lack. He made me free from sickness. He made me free from sin. So that thing doesn't have to boss you around anymore. <laughs> he made me free from disease. 
made me free from addictions. He made me free from torment. He made me free from fear of failure. He made me free from bad habits. Hallelujah. So those things have no right to have the Lord in your life anymore. Hallelujah. They have no right to boss you around. He made me free from fear over finances. Hallelujah. He took, he took sickness. No matter what my body might be feeling, no matter what my mind may be sensing, my body used to fall into what it was feeling. My mind used to go in, go into whatever was tormenting it. But no more, no more, no more. He made me free. He made me free. At the time of the new birth, you are authorized to say no more, no more, no more. He made me free. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, you will never live victorious over the power of sin until you know, you know that you were made free from it. You have to know it. You have to know it. You have to know it. You know, it's a mentality thinking. It's a mentality thinking, you know. Uh, You have to know that you are free. He made me free. Never again, never again do those things have the right to hold its thumb on you. Never again. You have to realize that. You have to realize that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, uh, we're adopted. We're adopted into a family of no limits. We're we're adopted into a family of no boundaries of how far you can reach. And we need to realize that it's not our wealth, it's our Father's wealth, and He has brought us into His richness. Philippians 4.19, the James T. Hudson translation, it says, My God, on the scale of His wealth, will fully supply in Christ Jesus my every need by heaven's glory. So we need to conduct living on his scale, on his scale. Not your scale. Put your scale away (laughs) and pull out God's scale. Pull out God's scale, hallelujah. Several years ago, the Spirit of God spoke this to Dr. Dufresne. And the Spirit of God said to him, 97% of God's people are living beneath what he provided for them. 
Why? Well, because they haven't changed their thinking towards money. We can't think beneath. We can't think like the 97%. We need to think in line with what is yours. Mm -hmm. This era needs to know the wealth that he has made ours. There is wealth that belongs to this era. And it belongs to us. It belongs to us. And if we are going to have this life that reflects what we've been born into at the new birth, we are going to have to change the way we talk, change the way we think, get the ceiling off, get the limits off. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be rich. Might be rich. So it seems to carry a conditional wording here, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's yours all right, but you might move into it or you might not. <laughs> Healing is yours. Uh, freedom from bondages, addictions belongs to us. It's still yours. It depends on what you do with it. It's conditional. Not with God, but on our side. You know, we can't just uh, talk any old way we want to uh, or think any old way we want to and think we're just going to live healed or free from the power of temptations that try to warn our lives. (laughs) That though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor. That you through his poverty might be rich. The Spirit of God spoke this to um, Pastor Nancy Um, several years ago, well, yeah, several years ago now. And because she was uh, teaching in her church along the lines of finances. And so um, I love this. And this is what the Spirit of God spoke to her. And he said, "Uh, till you walk in love with each other in your home, (laughs) you will not qualify for Bible prosperity. Till you walk in love with each other in your home, you will not qualify for Bible prosperity. You know, we can have a measure of natural prosperity and go out and work, 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 work 
by the, spreader, by the sweat of our brow and seemingly to be pros, uh, prosperous, but Bible prosperity is that every arena in your life is, is prospering. And so we see that some people are against the preaching of prosperity because they think it's just get, 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 get. Um, But the balanced teaching, preaching of prosperity is that it brings you into a walk with God. Because you might not enjoy how rich you are. You see, it's conditional. It's conditional. And so, the first condition to living as rich as we are made to be, the first condition is walk in love. Walk in love. Brother Hagin's he would say, one step out of love is sin. Faith works by love. Your faith won't work without love. It doesn't matter how much you give in the offering. It doesn't matter what you do uh, serving in the church. It doesn't matter uh, your confession. Um, Your confessions are useless to the man who does not walk in love. Confession will never take the place of walking in love. Uh, there is no substitute. There is no substitute for, for walking in love. Till you walk in love with each other in your home, you will not qualify for Bible prosperity. So notice he says the word home. Well, I'm sure because at home we want to act however we want to act. (laughs) You know, uh, your true self really comes out. And, um, you know, in public we're gracious and we're mannerly. So I think right here he just... Hits it smack dab in the middle of the eyes right here. He just tells it like it is. And so until you walk in with each other in your home, you will not qualify for Bible prosperity. So uh, the word qualify here is that you're not earning. You're not earning something. The word qualify here, it means you're getting in position. Uh, you're getting in position. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, back in our office, our cell phones don't work, um, so we have to find a position, which is normally outside uh, by Jordan's truck, to be able to talk on the phone. So we're getting in position. We're getting in position. So um, we know that you know um, we're made rich, but you can't stand anywhere in life and expect God to reach you. and expect God to reach your need, you have to be in the right location. Uh, You have to be in the right position for your supply to reach you. Hallelujah. 
So till you walk in love with each other in your home, you will, you will not qualify for Bible prosperity. Love is like uh, fuel to your faith vehicle. You know, it gets us places in God. And, you know, if you need your faith to move, love uh, is the only fuel that it runs on. <laughs> so if we need supply, check your love walk. Check your love walk. And love, love will help you reach your supply. Hallelujah. So condition number two, condition number two, and, um, you know, uh, we don't want to live not as rich as we are. <laughs> Hallelujah. So condition number two, turn with me to Third uh, John. Verse 2. So con condition number two, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Third John 2. <clears throat> you know, uh, these letters <clears throat> were the Spirit's words. And uh, they were the Spirit's words that came through these men. And so if we read it in the light of that, it'll mean something different to us. <clears throat> it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest, what? Prosper. Mm -hmm. And so he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. And so we see here that the desire of the Spirit is that he wishes that we would live by the riches that he has made ours. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as they, even as they so prospers. You know, <clears throat> all of us were born uh, with giftings and talents and uh, different callings and things like that. But um, if we don't um, do anything about that, if we don't um, do something to have those things come out in us and um, to eventually have them, you know, um, bless somebody, um, you know, uh, it'll just stay, you know, dormant in us. So... Um, you know, at the new birth, um, you were born with the ability to live rich. You were born with the ability to live rich. And you have to develop that. Uh, you have to develop your walk with God, <clears throat> your knowledge of God. You have to develop your faith for that. But it's all resident in you. It's all resident in you. And you have the ability to live the way God made you to be. Beloved, I wish above all things 
that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as they, thy soul prospers. You know, John, he calls it um, the prosperity of the soul. But Paul, in Romans 12, um, he calls it the renewing of the mind. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So we can say, um, the degree you renew your mind is the degree how you will prosper. The degree you renew your mind is the degree you walk in health. Renewing your mind is taking on God's thoughts. The degree you think like God is the degree you will prosper and how you will live in health. Renewing your mind will bring supply into your life. And it pleases God to supply it for you. It pleases him. It sure does. You know, a lot of times people are so caught up in what they've heard growing up, what they've heard in their past, words like, you know, we can't afford that, we can't, you can't have that, uh, you know, we can't afford it, things like that. Listen, just let all that just go behind you and just be in the past because, you know, it's old man thinking um, to think that you're not worth it. And not thinking like God is going to keep uh, keep you out of what God has for you. Hallelujah. And you need to know that you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth everything that your heart desires. Whatever that is, you're worth it. And God will supply every single penny of that for you. And he is very happy to do that for you. Because he wants us to what? Richly, richly enjoy all things. All things. And he'll fully supply it for us. Money is a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool to fulfill the plan of God. That's what money is. It's nothing else but a tool to fulfill the plan. So we need to take the supply that God has given us and fulfill the plan. And... um, not just take your money and sock it away somewhere and keep it all to yourself because it, it doesn't work like that. Um, so, you know, I know uh, for me, I know I know the plan. I'm not going to find it. I already know it because that's the thing that some of us need to know the plan uh, that God has for us. So that's something you do on your own is to know the plan that God has for your life. So we need to find the plan, know the plan, and run toward the plan. And all your supply is going to meet you in God's plan for your life. Thank you. Uh, Condition number three. Condition number three. 
Use your faith. Use your faith. Use it. Use your faith. And we know that the Spirit won't lead you beyond your faith. But use every bit that you have. Glad to use it. Glad to use it. Glad to use it. Brother Hagen um, had these steps uh, uh, to... Uh, to uh, for uh, fi- finances, um, and uh, the no- number one is uh, claim how much you need. Number one, claim how much you need. Number two, tell Satan to take his hands off of it. Tell Satan to take his hands off of it. Number three, tell the angels to go and cause it to come. Tell the angels to go and cause it to come. Number four, worship. Worship God till it shows up. Four steps, not three. Four. Worship. Because it takes a moment to claim it. It just takes a moment to tell Satan to get his hands off of it. It takes a moment for the angels to go and get it. It takes time for worship. Worship time, not worry time, not question time, not calculator time, not calendar time, not get up in the prayer line time. Worship. Worship God until it shows up. What's the Bible say? It says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So we know, number one, claim. Claim how much you need. Number two, tell Satan to get his hands off of it. Number three, tell the angels to, go, uh, to cause it to come. Number four, we worship God until it shows up. Use your faith. Use your faith. The just shall live by faith. Condition number four. Obey God's plan for your life. Obey God's plan for your life. You know, you can't go anywhere you want and um, ex- expect prosperity to work for you. <laughs> the Word of God, uh, obeying His Word is the plan. It's the plan for everyone. And the Holy Ghost will speak specifically to you and tell you the direction to go. Hallelujah. And, you know, we need, uh, in Ephesians 2.10, it says um, that we need to walk um, in the paths um, 
that he's already ordained for us living the good life. <laughs> living the good life. And the supply is there for you along that path. He's authored it to you. He's authored it to you. So, uh, you know, this is my path all along. Here's my supply. Here's my supply. All along that path. But if one day I decide, well, I'm just going to go on a different path today, you know, and I decide to go along this path, I'm just going to keep walking. And there's nothing there for me. <laughs> there's no supply there for me because I'm not in God's plan. <laughs> so to veer from uh, the path and the plan that he has is veering from the supply that he has for you. And a lot of times that's why um, believers uh, struggle is because they haven't agreed to the plan. So agree to the plan and move into his richness. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, and I'd like to say this, you know, if we live without holiness, which is God's plan uh, for us to live holy, um, it'll affect our supply. It'll affect our supply. And, and um, you know, we can't live any way we want because it'll cost you. It'll cost you. And um, the purpose for wanting money has to be right. Um, it has to be right. Right motives, right intent. And we need to have regard for what God has. Have regard for what God has for your life. Um, because if you don't, it'll cost you. And uh, we need to live right. And living right is uh, living in line with the Word of God. Amen. Um, so, condition number five. Condition number five um, is uh, have a right heart and right motives um, towards money, having a right heart and right motives towards money, and, um, you know, if you struggle with paying your tithes and offerings, um, something needs to be adjusted on your insides, <laughs> Dr. Dufresne, he's, he made this uh, statement several times, and he said, He said, I won't even go eat dinner with a man that won't tithe. (laughs) Because if he'll rob from God, he might steal my wallet during dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So your purpose for wanting money has to be right. It has to be right. And, you know, what did God say to Abraham? He said, uh, I bless you. To make you a blessing. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we want to be a blessing. We want to be a blessing. We, uh, we want to be a channel. We just want to keep it flowing. We want to be a channel. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, not many people are big enough inside for big money. You have to be big on the inside. <laughs> How do you know I was going to say that? Yeah, yeah, you have to be big on the inside. 
you know, you can't be um, fussing and fighting with relatives over who gets the last dollar amount. <laughs> you're not big enough for it. And if you're going to tear up your family for it, you're not big enough for it. <clears throat> your motives aren't right. Money is more than buying a possession. I'd rather have peace because in peace, uh, my faith will work. <laughs> and I need my faith to work more than accumulated dollar amounts. And it's daily walking with God faithfully. It's daily walking with God, doing the right thing that will enlarge your capacity to receive uh, what God has made you rich with, rich with. <clears throat> and so, I was thinking of an example, and of course Joseph, uh, you know, came to my mind, and you know Joseph. Um, you know, he had just wonderful, delightful brothers. <laughs> he just had, like, the best siblings, you know, you could ever have, you know, just precious, just so precious that, you know, uh, you know, when you go to bed at night, you keep one eye open, precious. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so... And so we know that one day, you know, his brothers decided that Joseph bothers us. You know, he gets on our nerves. And so one day they saw him coming and, you know, they just thought they had a great plan. And one of them said, you know, let's kill him. And the other one, so much more noble, you know, said, well, let's just sell him and, and make some money off of him. And so, and so they sold him and... So the last words that um, Joseph heard from his family is sold, sold. And, you know, that could have really um, twisted a young man's insides. And um, it could have been a landing place for ill will, <clears throat> offense, hate, uh, bitterness. And so he was carried off into uh, slavery and he was bought by a military man, um, and this man saw that uh, there was something different. There was something different about um, Joseph, and I was thinking, you know, it's important that people see something different about us. You know, they saw something something different about about Joseph, and um, so Potiphar. Um, said, you know, don't put him out in the field, put him in the house. And so Joseph worked in the house, and of course Joseph, you know, still he's never had any money, he's never, you know, worked with money, still being in the house, he's not dealing with money, he's not stealing stuff, he's doing what he's told, and the whole time he's um, keeping his motives right, he's keeping his heart right. And so Potiphar's wife, <clears throat> we know that uh, she's dirty. <laughs> She was dirty, and um, she accused Joseph of her own sin. 
And so we know that um, Joseph was thrown in prison for 12 years. And um, one day, um, the king had a dream, and, you know, nobody could interpret it. And so somebody said, hey, this, this guy over here interpreted something for me, so uh, I'm going to go grab him. So, um, so they went and got Joseph, but um, the king's dream was, um, you know, he saw seven fat cows and seven skinny cows, and um, the seven skinny cows ate the fat cows, but the skinny cows still, say, still stayed skinny, and they didn't get fat. So Joseph explained, seven years of abundance, seven years of famine. The famine will destroy the abundance of Egypt. And so then the king recognized that there was wisdom and greatness in this man. <laughs> so he set him second in command. He set him second in command in the nation and uh, gave him his ring. And um, now everybody answers to Joseph. <laughs> so you see, Joseph in one day wakes up in prison one morning and that night goes to bed sleeping next to the Pharaoh's room. One day, one day, one day. It only takes God one day to turn something around for you. But it was 12 years of Joseph keeping his heart right, keeping his motives right, keeping his, his intents right. And so, uh, why was Joseph in prison for so long? Well, because um, so that God could get his insides large enough to be second in command. And it wasn't money. It wasn't money. It was how he handled everyday circumstances. Everyday circumstances and people that made him large enough for big money. So we know that money issues are never money issues. <laughs> um, they're character issues. They're faith issues. They're love issues. God doesn't have to give you money to train you to handle money. <laughs> You know, whenever you talk down um, to a brother or a family member, you lower your capacity for big. Yes. It's God. <laughs> it's okay. Probably lunchtime. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Jordan. Well, I thought I heard my phone buzzing. It's probably him. Yeah. I don't care. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> it's okay. So whenever you talk down to a, a brother or your kids, uh, a family member, you lower your capacity for big. But when you walked in love and you did the right thing and you served and you believed God, you believed the best, and you said the best, then you just keep enlarging and enlarging and enlarging your insides for big. And 
we need to be uh, large enough to be funders. We need to be large enough to be funders. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, it doesn't, what man doesn't see, you do, God sees. You know, God sees what you give, you know, to be a blessing. And, and, and he sees the things that you do with your money. And all that, all that you do is action. Um, it's, it's action that enlarges your capacity to live big, to live big. Hallelujah. So we need to be large enough inside to be funders. Hallelujah. You know, the best way to obey God is to fund your local church and your pastor's vision. That's the best way to stay in God's plan for your life (laughs) and stay in his word. Hallelujah. So, So number one, so what was the... The first condition to living as rich as we're made to be. Number one is walk in love. Number two, renew your mind. Number three, use your faith. Use your faith. Number four, obey God's plan for your life. And number five, have right heart and bright motives. Towards money. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was nice to be with you all today. I know they're going to be heading back soon. So, do you have anything?